Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the Acast app or at our Patreon, which is just patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you. Stop the music! Hello, hola, bonjour, hi, hello recyclables, which I am now deciding is the plural version of the recyclables fan base. We're all recyclables, what do you know? Go figure. Uh, It's PTP, coming to you from a different point in time and space after I've kind of edited the episode and a thing has occurred to me. Today we have a special episode. We're interviewing a longtime friend, someone I pretty much consider family, Marley Averett. Uh, she is a local massage therapist and a million other things. We'll get into that into the episode. At the top, I just want to start by saying thanks, Marley, for being on. We really appreciated it. Um, and I want to kind of have some transparency with the audience for a moment. Um, I get anxious before shows before a lot of things. I get really, I have to go through like a whole set of breathing exercises and there's a reason I bring a set list with me because I will, I will get really anxious and forget where I am and having a set list kind of anchors me. And I'm, I'm used to managing uh, my anxiety and also kind of managing the anxiety of performers when I'm hosting a show, like, like trying to figure out what can I do to give them the space to perform. And as much as podcasting has a lot in common with standup, they are not the exact same. And, um, Long story short, um, Marley was very kind of kind of had some performance anxiety. Uh, she she's not somebody who does like even karaoke, I don't think. And so it was very brave of her to come on, and I wanted to take a moment and and say that thank you, Marley, for your bravery. And just as recyclables, we're gonna have different people on. I want to make sure to make the environment as comfortable for them as possible. Rochelle does too, and so. We really appreciated that Marley fought through kind of that that anxiety and came. And I really hope you guys get something cool out of it. Uh, before we jump back into, you know, the show show, I did want to take a second and give a little production note. I know episodes have been a bit sporadic uh, the last kind of three months. Uh, but between catching COVID and trying to catch up on my disability stuff and just kind of trying to stay soluble uh, cash-wise, <laughs> like, you know, have a place to live, uh, episodes are going to be a bit jostled. I'm still working on the big, you know, the disability miniseries, and we've got a bunch of smaller fun episodes planned while I work on that. Uh, it's just been a matter of sitting down and recording and sitting down and editing, um, so again, big shout out to the patrons, all, all of you fucking make this possible. If it wasn't for you, we would still do this. It would just be more infrequent and maybe weirder. Who knows? I don't know. Also, also Rochelle has, has gotten like a job, like a day job and that has eaten up her time. And as people who have jobs, I'm sure you understand what those are like. So it's, it's. I don't want to pressure her into doing work on top of the work she's already doing. So don't be surprised if we mix things up. Maybe we'll do a solo episode or something. Uh, With that said, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode uh, of Recyclables. It 
was super awkward, and I was glad there were puppies there who didn't judge me for being like, what the shit is going oh, they on? they judged you. Yeah, they did. They did. Especially they Bojack. Did. The puppies were pretty... The one is old and the one is new. It was... Uh, Can we do some of this yes. so that I don't get further into my anxiety yes oh sure absolutely but we can just keep on talking like we have been because that sounds good too oh we can do that yes well i mean here's a question for me like and this would be something i would ask regardless what exactly do you do for work uh and uh what does a day of that look like i do a lot of things for work work for just for four hours a week I've worked there for 24, 22 years. Oh, wow. And I am a caregiver two nights a week. I show up at 9 p.m., stay the night with her, and clock out at 9 a.m. I give lots of massages. That has kind of really taken hold over the last few months. And I also have a repurposed, recycled um jewelry business so i do lots of i like do all the things yeah you do i just got a button machine for christmas i'm so excited that i get to make all the buttons i wanted you on because you've helped me figure out a lot on how to take care of my body uh and as a masseuse you're one of the few people i really trust because a because i know you very like as as fucking good solid intimate friend but like also, like, I know you to be a good person, so so that's reliant. But also, like, your attitudes about how people... You, you've never made me feel bad about how I treat my body, even though I've treated my body pretty awfully in the years I've known you. Like Most people do. I do the same to my own. The The idea behind res- the, the podcast being called Recyclables is to kind of teach how to be less white trash, how to be less trashy in general. And you've helped me in that, particularly with the massage stuff and particularly with kind of... Yeah. Has it helped? Yeah, it has. Before massage versus today. Yeah. Do you feel like those massages have helped? Yes. And so that makes me feel wonderful and I don't. You're like, interview done, slaps the mic away, (laughs) walks out. You've educated me on how to be smarter on it just through little stuff the, the the notes i took down that i didn't put on here that i wanted to also make sure i say before before i ask you the the question i told you about is that it's an important thing the, the deal is at the start of the show this is recyclables i should say that at some point we have marley afrit everyone knows rochelle crotier I, I make her name french it's my, a, it's my, a, my last name is Averett. Averett. hard a Okay. It's okay. You can say I've the only been your friend a decade it's okay. and a half. People say it wrong all the time. I only know you Marley as Marley. I only know you as Marley. I suck anyway. Bam person. <laughs> no, and you're I'm Patrick just, Thomas I'm Perkins. I'm just giving you a chance to improve. Marley Averett, my friend for a decade. <laughs> but how how often have you had to say my last name in the last decade? Fair. Yeah, I, I usually, I usually don't I'm go government. Sure. In yeah. the years of Facebook, like I read people's last names all the time, but that doesn't necessarily mean I know how to pronounce them right. all of the time. And I realize my I name mean, is like that. People I, always say Avrit, and I'm like, no, it's with a hard A, Avrit. And I, it still doesn't stick, but at least I put myself out. I feel I feel especially worse because I'm intentionally fucking up Rochelle's name and I'm trying not to fuck up your <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, you so, intentionally uh, messed up my name. The whole circle I got to uh, at the start of the show, I like to give listeners something to because I know listeners have ADHD like I do. 
So I like to give them something to think about throughout this thing. And the thing I want them to think about is the fact that massage therapy is labor. It is it is work, and oh, so it's it's worth so much labor. And it's hard for people to, I think, grasp a lot of that. And I wanted to make sure that, like, as one of the things we do on the show is try to really respect workers, uh, point that out. That, like, a lot of these, there are definitely some flim-flam, because I'm from the twenty, the 1920s, there's some flim-flam artists out there. But con- grifters. Grifters, some con artists that are like, oh, I do massage therapy, and it's, like, oil on their back, and they're like, ugh, but it's nothing. And so, yes, those exist. But the people who do it for real, do it for real. It is real labor. It is real work. And I guess I wanted to take a second and, like, put that in the show. And then, like, one of the things I mention a lot on the show is, like, if we if we didn't have jobs and money, then Marley would just be this dope-ass healer lady. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and I, I don't mean to blow too much smoke up your ass in that direction. But that's oh, I one love of... smoke up my ass. Okay. Do you have a preference? Like, does, should it be mesquite? Cedar? <laughs> Indica? What are we talking about? Dealer's choice. <laughs> a, nice, a nice charcoaly indica. Uh, but but uh, because of that is why we wanted to have you on the show. Are there different types of massage? There are so many types of massage, and I don't want to get into them all because that would take up all the time. I focus on, and what I feel is my calling, is intuitive massage. Um swedish massage and definitely doing a lot of deep pressure but only on the clients that need it i know that there are a lot of clients that don't need it and i can adjust to that too and then also energy work i give a very intuitive practice and i think that that works for the majority of my clients which is why um, they keep coming back what is intuitive massage? Oh, um, intuitive massage, I think I learned from my great-grandmother. Um, I was very young when she passed away, but she was an intuitive. And she um, she always had a way of being right on time. And I feel like I embody a little bit of that. And so when I give a massage... People tell me what they need. I will go to those places, but I also follow my hand. I just let people know at the beginning of the massage that like, I'm going to go, I might go somewhere with my hands that doesn't make sense to you, but I'm going to go there because that's where I feel I need to be. It's a very blessed um, portion of massage. Because people always want you to like find that one spot and just push real hard and make it feel better. But there's so much more to it than that. And if you really just follow your hands, you can get there. And that's intuitive massage. Okay. And the, the, the one, the, the deep tissue is the one that it's more like a solid kind of pressure, like what you'll see like elbows and and is what i'm thinking of specifically but like right. more more like the stuff you almost see in body comedies slams. yeah you yeah body slams <laughs> um no yeah um, little little spy little batman little <laughs> marley breaks people over their knees i do i mean sometimes that sounds nice you have to pay extra for that though so i really just do what i need to do um when it comes to that i very much want 
people to get what they need. And I have to explain that to them in the beginning of the massage and just say, hey, this could go this way or the other way. Just know that I'm taking into account like everything that you need. So it, it, it can be very deep. It can be very light. It, I don't like to do, I, I do energy work, but I don't like to do energy work off of the body just because I value touch so much. Like actually having your hand on a person, I feel means a lot. Most people that do Reiki and other types of energy work, they keep keep their hands off of the body, which is equally as important, but that's not how I feel I connect with my clients. Do they kind of interconnect in that case, where it's like multiple disciplines kind of? It's not necessarily like that, but I have followed my hands for so many years. I've done this for 20 plus years. Um... And I know when my hands know where to go. My hands know what to do. And I trust them fully every time. Like, I know I seem like I wouldn't be fully on board with a lot of, a lot of more, like, I guess, Reiki. Reiki I'm going to say it wrong. Re- just, Reiki. Reiki. More spiritual things. Yeah, more spiritual things in general. Or but energy healing in general. Because if anyone wants to be skeptical and be like, no, this is... I also think scientifically there's stuff to it in that, like, hey, there's like... Elect- not to sound too Joe Rogan, but there's like electromagnetic energy in the body and shit, bro. But also like the experience of doing it for decades. And since you were a kid, essentially, from what I'm gathering, I think adds to it. And there's also this uh, this thing that brains get. There's basically two systems your brain w- runs off of. One where you consciously make choices. AC and DC. Yeah, essentially a little bit. And one where you <laughs> make unconscious choices and like you can inform the one and the other. And I genuinely think that like both of those work together in tandem to where like even if you don't believe in in any kind of spiritual energy to it or or or, or activity to it that there's also some science to go behind it you know what i mean so so there's always a moment especially i mean when i have a new client and they're asking me about deep tissue versus you know any of the other modalities and then when they get to the energy work they are gonna say okay but what does that mean like what and i say you know i've been doing so much physical work on people that um since i have done reiki and i've done polarity energy work There's a certain part of that that just always kind of manifests because you don't, you can't shake it off, but it does play a part. And I let people know that. And I say, you know, if I stop for a minute or two and, you know, your brain kicks in and wonders what I'm doing, then I say, well, you know, this is one of the things that I'm doing. That's, and that's hard for a lot of people to understand. But at the same time, it's easier for them to understand it through a massage than if they were to go to an energy work session and then just be like, what did they do? They just put their hands on my head. For... I, I've, I've had people do Reiki for my back. Like, I've tried a lot of shit for my back, and that's obviously going to be one of them. And, like, just that has never been enough. And, like massage helps but there's definitely a component to it when it's somebody who's like 
no, I actually have some spiritual practice to what I'm doing or some, some, I, for lack of a better, like, I feel like I'm being dismissive, but I'm really just trying to, like, cross the gap to somebody who might not really be on board with the idea of Reiki right. as, as a thing that they would. I mean, I hope so. That's, that's what I, that's what I really try to do because I, I've had so many random and bizarre questions when it comes to energy work. And I try to mainstream it as much as possible because I feel like people deserve to have like a really basic understanding because you have to start with the basics. I don't know. Can you can you dumb it down for us? <laughs> Unless Rochelle knows. Did you know already? Did you have the Reiki? About, um, I mean, I've I've read about it a little bit, not a ton. Do you have the Bible? The Reiki Bible? Is no, that, is that, there's no Reiki Bible. And I would say that, like you, I do come from a skeptical standpoint, just because I grew up Catholic, and that's ruined any sort of connection I have to anything outside of scientific explanation. I'm working on it. Every time I do mushrooms, I'm like, maybe I'm getting a little closer. <laughs> So when I go to my personal experience with Reiki, it goes way back. Um, and I unfortunately haven't progressed past um, Reiki 2. But when I was 19, my spiritual mama, her name is B Richards, and I love her. She is past, um, but she was my spiritual mama. And at 19, she did the attunements for Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. I have never done the Reiki 3 slash Reiki Master attunements. Um, is, it like, is it like right somebody does with you? Yeah. Okay. Some, some, someone attunes you. But what I had with her was really amazing. She was my spiritual mama and she did... She was able to teach me so many things on the spiritual realm. So I know that my Reiki is maybe a little bit stunted, and I do have a lot more that I need to learn if I want to be a Reiki master. But I really feel she gave me everything I needed um, for the compassion, for the empathy, for just the love of people. Um, she was incredible. So I did that at 19, and I'm nearing 40. So that has been like a long journey of just staying in that place. But the other reason I've stayed in that place is because I don't have or know a person that I would trust to attune me to those last steps of my journey with that yeah you gotta find the right person absolutely but it's like people are like oh so do you do energy work or massage work and I was like well I it is nearly impossible to give massage and not also give Reiki because they just they're connected everything everything just flows together there's no way to separate it and why would you want to? Right. Like, I mean, maybe there is a way to separate it, but I would never, ever want to separate it. It's it's amazing to me. It's like it's bending of, an avatar. 
Because um, like no idea what that I, means, I think, but I oh. but I but I yes. I, I think it translates. <laughs> I'm gonna agree that it translates. I think. Like, Wait, have I'm, you you haven't watched it yet? Have you? What Avatar? Yes, of yeah. course. Of course, well, I've like, watched Avatar. Like think a about a kids cartoon that's also like a little anime and sort of sci-fi. Of course. If, think about it. Rock cool. benders can also bend metal. So I mean, it's, it's like people diverse, bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like wasn't people bending? Fun. Hopefully, fun fact. Those noises actually spell out recyclables and like dial tones. Uh, and every time you hear that, what it means is the show got so derailed, um, I kind of put a cut in the programming so I could stop here and say, hey, thank you for listening. If you get a chance, be sure and check out the Patreon. If not, be sure and check out Rochelle's artwork at Whore for Poor on Instagram. All right, now more beep, beep, beep sounds and back to the show. I had a question I was thinking as you were talking is, what do you do to take care of your hands because you do so much work with them? Not enough. Um, (laughs) I do personal massage for my hands. So I definitely work on my hands, knuckles, the pads of my hands very often. And I do need to get massages regularly. But unfortunately, I maybe get them once a month. Do you... uh... So it's like working out. That, that, oh, that was one of the who things. Who massages the massagers? That, that is a good yeah. point. That is that is My Jesus. Friend, who is a massage therapist? We do a we do a little trade. That's a smart trade. Yeah, it was a great trade. I had one last night, and I was the receiver, so it was awesome. But oh, that feels that, sounds great. But I really feel like I need massages every week, and I don't get them. Yeah. Uh, especially now that I'm doing like it more consistently I'm well I'm doing it more more in-home massage which means that I'm taking my table every Mm. fucking where so it's it's more painful which gets to the labor part again that like you're you're one of the things I think uh that had kept me for like solid decade even looking into massage therapy was like oh it's gonna cost money like obviously it's gonna cost money but like thinking about it in that terms made me not want to do it because like if I'm my primary stress in, is in what terms? in terms of money specifically okay, specifically yeah. money okay. and like and and what I've realized since then is that it's a little bit like <laughs> working out or 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 any kind of self maintenance where it's like what you're spending money on is an investment in yourself. I don't normally. It's hard to invest in yourself. Yeah. Even That's... as someone that like projects people investing in themselves which in turn will yeah. you know create work for me but but at the same time like yeah it's hard to invest in yourself it is not something that this country treats us to or like self-care is a political act yeah. that is like should be the norm and that's kind of what we wanted to. That, that was part of why we wanted. Part of why we wanted you on was to have at least our listeners thinking about it in terms of their own needs and like thinking about like no, this is something that is available and accessible. It takes a little bit of work to find somebody that matches with you, just like it it does with sex work <laughs> and all of the other mental health care. Yeah, mental health so care. It's all healthcare in general. It's all I'd kind like- of. I'd like to tell you what has happened in my life recently as far as massage. Something that uh, we kind of like touched upon, but we never really, it was something that I did want to talk to you about, but I, 
but at that point, like, I felt like I'd been talking about it a lot, and, um... It's a platform. Let's go. Do it. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting <laughs> sorry, it. Sorry. Sorry. Don't sorry. rush me. I wasn't... Shit. I, was, I was trying um, to be make it easier. <laughs> typical man. So, um, and I'm going to try to not, you know, blast... I, I'm absolutely not going to talk any names or really talk about, um the uh, groups that I'm involved in, but there are a couple of groups that I'm involved in Ooh. that I feel um, Let me just sip my tea. really represent who I am. I'm a part of that group, and I just realized there was a lot of people asking about doctors. Um, I, I, pretty much everything in the health field with the exception of massage therapist and chiropractors and all these things that like make your body feel good. And this is a group that is very body positive. They are in larger bodies. And I was like really upset that I kept seeing people post about, um, you know, people that they could go see if they needed a medication or if they needed a this or a that or whatever. And I was like, well, what about the good stuff? I offer the good stuff. And so in the beginning of February, I put a um, post in that specific group and I just said, hey, I'm a body-friendly massage therapist. I have two different tables, two different sizes. I come to you. I do in-home massage and, you know, maybe a couple other little this and that's, but that's basically what I said. And so many people came and messaged me and were completely overjoyed with the fact that they could reach out to me and know that they weren't going to, if they were to look into something, they could reach out to me and not get the side eye and not get a diet plan and not get a, a whatever. Yeah. And I would come to them. They wouldn't have to leave their house. And it was beautiful. I, it was amazing. I got really nervous at the start of that because it was on Facebook. And I was like, oh, man, who ruined Marley's day? Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. I was a little worried, <laughs> but, too. I was like. No, no. I just thought because it was Facebook, it was going to have a sad ending. It's hard but, to think no, about positive things happening on so Facebook it was, no, no, And actually, there's a second okay, good story about it, too. Okay. You no, know, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just like, I, I'd been on edge because I was like, oh, man, what did people on Facebook do? Fuck, 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 fuck. And then it was a no, happy ending. And I was like, no, it, sigh of relief. <laughs> It was absolutely beautiful, and I had many people hit me up and schedule, and for those that couldn't, you know, I still, you know, reach out to them on occasion, but this happened in the beginning of February, and it packed my schedule because there was finally a person that came out as body positive, so that people that live in larger bodies could just come to me. They didn't have to worry about getting an appointment and getting a side eye. They didn't have to worry about getting an appointment and, and then realize that that space wasn't meant for them. It's not just for and rich, skinny people. 
it's it's that's not, what yoga's for. No, I'm just kidding because that's another <laughs> fucked up one too. But but it is it's it's amazing to realize because this is a community that I prescribe to. Like I feel like I am in, you know, a plus size group and I am which is why I joined this group which is why I sent that message out and so many people have been really amazed by it and it's it's pretty cool when you're used to getting people giving you a sneer or maybe not the best service or not having you know a table or a chair that is something that you know can accommodate them and then I come to them and I just say this is body positive I'm not going to tell you or teach you another way if you have any questions I'll do my best to answer them and if I can't then give me a week I'll have other answers for you then and it's been amazing to service a group of people that I encompass. Like it's, it's, it's a group of my people. And you're providing a safe place for people who have been constantly abused exactly. by the health and wellness community. Yeah. Which is a big, that was, that was kind of my, when we got to know each other, my problem is I've, I'll go to doctors. You have one problem? I have a lot of problems. True. <laughs> one of them. Starting. <laughs> one, one, the a problem on the top of the list at the time is if I smoked weed in the early aughts and went to doctors and admitted it, they would be like, "Oh, you don't have a problem with your back; you have a problem with drugs." And I would be like, "No, no, 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 no! You're you're getting cause and effect backwards." And I encountered it even with like a lot of massage people, where they're like, "No, don't show up high; you're ruining the whatever." And you were one of the first people to be like, just "Show up as your fucking self. Like, just show up." Like it's something I've, I took into comedy with me too, where it's and and a few other aspects where it's like if I can't. I can't just show up as myself. Why am I showing up in this place? That's like the toddler logic of like, it's warm outside because I wore my flip-flops. <laughs> I've, I've basically been a toddler for a very long time. Yeah. Yes. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's so wild when our own medical communities can't see how ridiculous the idea is that someone would actively choose to be addicted to substances and that it's not something else going on, you know? And it trickles down, too, because, like, poor people, like I grew up as, you're just not like, okay, it's going to be a procedure or pills. That's what I, I, I meant to write down in my notes, but that was, like, one of the things that, that I appreciate about massage therapy in particular is that it, it takes into account that, like, you're probably still going to feel kind of crappy if you're missing three vertebrae at the end. Like, like that's just not going to go away, but I can, I can push this, this joint, this place and, and rub these muscles this way and move this energy this way. And you know what? Like your, your butthole doesn't have to hurt Pat as much. Like it's a standard for back pain for me is how badly my butthole hurts. I I see how you're like, you know, pushing that into like what you've experienced as you should. But it's really amazing to work with people that have all, like, the whole gamut of pain. And you can give them two or three things and just say, hey, if you really want to feel better, I'm not saying that this is going to change your life. I know that this will help you in the right direction. And if they do the first thing, 
then they'll do the second thing, and then they'll do the third thing. You can thing, build it. And you build on that, and it's amazing. And repair what, if you lose a little yeah. bit. And, and, and Without because, shame. Because it's it has to happen in sections. You can't just, like, go from being virtually unable to walk to just, like... Dancing. You know, and... dancing through the, you know, whatever. Like, that doesn't happen. Those infomercials were wrong. <laughs> well, well, part of... They were selling a drug. They were ah, not selling wellness. Son of a bitch. Which is... <laughs> go, goes back to the thing, like, we've mentioned it. It's a thing my shrink told me that I bring up that, like, kind of the problem with our system is everyone's supposed to be a cog in the machine. And the idea of wellness and health is how how good of a cog are you in that machine? And part of part of actual healthness is being like, or well, healthness, wellness, whatever, is is being like, I'm not a cog. I'm a fucking person. I don't I don't need to. Right. We treat symptoms and we treat like a whole lot of shit rather than looking at problems sometimes. Or like as a chronic pain person, at least that you just deal with is like sometimes you just have to find pain at a manageable level versus Absolutely. and and I think that's your everyday. Yeah, like that's your everyday struggle. And and Rochelle had a good. You mentioned it like back when we were doing cost of convenience, but that like it's 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 not your fault if you fall behind because like nobody nobody sets you up it, like like physical therapy and and massage therapy and all that. They're yeah, not, no one else is getting you there. Yeah, you have to get you there. Well, and and so this was something that I saw somewhere that someone was saying is that when they were doing like physical therapy. And they were talking with their physical therapist. They made the point. They're like, you may end up stop doing these things because it feels so good. Yeah. Then you are going to start not feel well anymore. And you're going to need to start doing these things again. Like these like stretches or whatever. Like anything like that. But not putting like shame around it. Like you can't forget to do this. But but they predicted that you'd probably fall off. Yeah, because like when you you start to feel good, you don't think about it anymore. And oh my gosh, like for an ADHD person like myself... I really appreciate that lack of judgment around not keeping up with a habit because I have struggled my entire life with maintaining habits and the shame-based ways I was taught never helped me stick with habits. But telling me, letting me know that it's okay that that happens, just try to build back up from that point is super useful because I'm a hot mess. I'm a cute mess. We No, all hot messes. We don't. None of us know what the fuck we're doing. That's very true. That's kind of one of we the recurring themes. We are doing our best. I'm doing a- my best, In a society Brenda. that has no fucking way to fucking give us a, a, a straight path to anything. Because the people with the most vested interest in where we go aren't concerned with our survival. They're just concerned with what they can get from us. And one of the things That's those true. people love it. get for themselves no notes. is massages. Which is why, <laughs> no, which is why I think, like, shit, like, the, like talking to fucking you is important in a sense. I'm easily probably one of the most impoverished people people listening to the show will meet. <laughs> and, like, like I, we really only do this podcast because Rochelle has the equipment and she hasn't kicked out the homeless guy she knows. But, like... Well, and also, I haven't been working since May of last year. Yeah, so... Because I got severance bonus and then i got qualified for unemployment and i've been writing that for a very long time oh yeah i just didn't want to go back my my point was (laughs) my my point just was that it was just that like massage therapy is totally something everybody deserves regardless of their pay grade it's it's one Mm -hmm, of a number of things spa days even or whatever you need like get a fucking mani-pedi self-care 
yeah. is a right. You have the right to, like, if healthcare is a right, if water is a right, if, like, we're going to talk about all these things that are a right to human existence, being yeah. able to take care of yourself and having help in those situations is a, a right. Yeah, you don't need to feel yeah. ashamed or bad. It shouldn't be a rights. privilege. And I'm, I'm going to be real honest. Like, I don't take insurance. I don't do workman's comp. I don't, I, I have to do, a, you know, like time of service because the insurance companies are always going to take and take and deny as much as they can. And I want to do that. I want my clients to be able to get the most out of their insurance claims, but those claims are not set up to benefit them at all. It's almost like the insurance industry isn't about us. (laughs) It's horrible. Yeah. It makes me feel so bad that I like have to take their hard earned money as opposed to taking the insurance insurance that they're paying for when what the insurance is paying for is, not as much as what they the, yeah the... okay so i'm pretty sure this is the last interruption actually i know this is the last interruption that is exactly how editing and after dialogue recording works according to the youtube video i put on in the corner of the room while i played with my magic cards i am really selling the professionality of my made-up job Look, I really appreciate that you listen. Um, at some point, I want to have like a recyclables kind of community, like an editor who does this and people to help us research and have other people have shows kind of in the network. Uh, and and it means a lot to me that you're listening to this now before it's that. It means something. I don't know what. Whatever it means, I appreciate it. Um, thanks again to our guest. Let's Let's finish up the show. But you, there was a lot of other things that I was okay. just like, oh my god, he's an ass. No, about okay, farting. <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. Uh, okay, and okay. Actually, the only, at this point, I think I can handle it. The the only <laughs> the only one I actually really besides beside now that you brought up the fart question. Oh god. The only thing I was gonna ask was like, what are the like, what is the etiquette with farts? Because all I think of is the scene from Scrubs. Where the guy is like, it's perfectly natural, it's perfectly healthy, and the patient is like, you're the one who farted, Doc. And like... <laughs> and okay, but of all the questions that you still have, because I know there's a no, handful. That, that we really well, did no, come. actually... Is, is that really the last one? That, Red flags. I can answer the one about farts. But <laughs> We've yeah, covered I don't want to end comments. on farts, though. No, so you, you should probably talk okay. first. I'll, I'll come up with something better while you do farts. I, I promise. No. <laughs> we don't have to touch on farts at all if you don't want to. Well, what's the other question? No, what do... Because this one, actually, now that I look down, does matter to me. Because, like, one of the other issues is I'm really anxious about touch. Both, like, as... as I have become that way over the last five okay, to six years. I think that is way a better question than farts. Okay, then let's add, then let me ask you that. What are some steps I can take besides just telling you to be comfortable and, like, like in, in a massage situation? You know what I mean? Okay. There are a lot of people that are very anxious about being touched, and that is not at all anything that they should feel bad about. 
if they give me a little bit of notice and saying that this is my first massage, I don't really know what to expect, you know, what do I do? The first thing I say is I've been giving massage for a very long time. I understand that this is your first massage and I will... Uh, be glad to massage you, but you need to pick, you, you need to choose what part, you know, of being unclothed that is okay with you. And, and usually that's enough. If you give them enough chance to, like, after you walk away as a massage therapist and let them get undressed and get on the table and be comfortable, then that's really all you need to do. If there's anything else, you address it before they get on the table and it's usually okay. It's not been anything that I've ever dealt with before, but if it's not okay with them, then you end the session. So but you end the session because of it, because that's what they want. Not yet. Fair, so like look for somebody who knows what they're doing, which is kind of what we already said, and like be clear on your own, understand your own body a little. And I think it's a very small, uh, like amount of people, but like some people feel kind of like pushed into it because they're with a group of people and everybody else is getting a massage, and so they think they have to. You know, I always tell people you could be fully clothed or you can be in your birthday suit. It really just depends on what you are comfortable with. And if you, and if you're comfortable being completely naked, I've been trained in that. I know how to deal with that. And that's not something that, you know, makes me feel uncomfortable. So no need to worry about pointing, giggling. That hasn't happened to me yet. Oh yeah, no, I don't point and giggle. That's not good for. Yeah, that would be a red flag. Anything. I probably wouldn't yeah. want to get a massage from someone who points oh. and giggles. Which, in. which naturally goes to Rochelle's question. Look at that segue. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Marley's tired of your shit, Pat. Yeah, I know. Mm. Uh, but our, I guess, I guess. What on, time is? Oh, seven thirty. Yeah, that's about right time. What are red flags for people to look out for if they're gonna try to get a massage therapist? Or was that what you were trying? Yeah, to? like. What are the red flags that a person seeking out massage needs to look for? And what are red flags that you look out for as someone who's seeking a massage from you? Well, I'm going to start with people seeking a massage from me that, like, may seem just a little off. Um, And it's really not very often, to be honest. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah, I know. It's good (laughs) for me, too. Yeah. Um honestly you know there's the few people that just have a just kind of a silly joke and you know it's harmless but you know their intent you know what i mean like they've showed their hand without actually showing their hand yeah yeah Mm -hmm. they'll say something like uh something about a you know a happy ending or something and you know what I have friends that do that, but they're friends. Yeah. And I've known them forever. Nobody, that's, that is not something that makes me upset. But if it's somebody I don't know and they send, say, they say something about that, then I'm like, no, 
Yeah, that that would creep me out. And then there's always the other, um, like, getting to the end of the massage and not quite leaving, lingering a little bit. And I'm like, okay. Gotta go. Time to go. Gotta go. This has, like, your hour is over. This has nothing to do with you. And quite honestly, those things don't happen often to me. That's awesome. But I'm also not the typical small white girl massage therapist. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of massage therapists that are a lot more, you know, like, they don't have any protection. And I beg a motherfucker. (laughs) I beg a motherfucker to deal with that. Deal with me like that. No, it's completely fair to say you're it's ready a, to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm not worried about it. But at the same time, I know that there's a lot of women that are doing this that very much can be taken over. And that, that that's scary. Like, that, that would be something I would be very afraid yeah. of, honestly. It's horrifying. And I love that I'm a fucking stacked woman that doesn't have to worry <laughs> about that. take care of this. I fucking love it. I love that people are scared of me. Be scared of me. I'm a fucking, like, I'm a goddess. And I fucking give fucking bliss all the time. So don't think I can't take it away. I don't think I don't take it away. I can't take it away, but at the same time, know that, like, I'm gonna work. For all these other people that you think you can fucking hustle. Mm. You can't hustle those checks when I'm around. Which, I guess, leads to what are things for a person who isn't looking to get hustled. So, so what are red flags for that, I guess? Yeah, like, the, what the, are red flags for someone seeking out a massage? The, like, what are things that... What are the people who aren't your friends like? Con- that we I hate watch. the word consumer. What should clients look out for, I guess, would be the better way to put it. So you mean if someone was wanting a massage, but not necessarily through anyone that they knew? Yeah, yeah. like, they're trying to find a new massage therapist, or okay. if, say, someone suggests someone to them, like, if you end up in, like, the room with that person... What are red flags or like in the initial planning process, anything like that? I wouldn't say there are red flags necessarily. Can I reframe it in that what should people do, uh, especially on a budget to find? Because uh, if there aren't particularly red flags, then it, yeah. it, what, what is in that case, what is the route somebody should take if they're looking for? That's that's really okay. the, the question we want, I think, is or at least that I wanted to get. Yeah, to. I guess I just wanted to like know. The way that folks can partake in getting massage therapy without having their money built out of them or given a bad massage, like, right. or even hurt themselves, you know. Not getting scammed. Yeah. I'm not me and I can't When you, if you're in a new environment and you don't know a lot of people, the best thing to do would be to absolutely google if you do have friends in that neighborhood go by their reference you are there is no person on the planet that you know that is going to give you a bad reference when it comes to something so intimate as massage that makes sense it's not going to happen and if it does those motherfuckers are shady and go to the cops (laughs) Um, (laughs) But really, like, that shit doesn't happen. 
Okay. If they know a massage therapist, it's because they've been to them or they've known them long term. Those are the people to go to first. And if they aren't your cup of tea, then Google it and and just you have to look at the reviews. I, I hate that it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's corporate or Google-ish. I hate mm-hmm. that it's Google-ish. That's horrible. But at the same time, as far as being safe, I will always tell you somebody that's like in your neighborhood or what you can do. And the massage therapist that I know will will give you the same thing because they would rather see you go to a legitimate massage therapist than they would like to see you like, you know, have a bad interaction with a person that's not who they say they are pretty solid every day of the week that makes sense i don't think we have any more i really didn't have because we got no we got to most of it in conversation which is like what i what i was hoping i figured we would do if i put i figured if i put them on paper we would see them and they would be there and we would know what we wanted to ask so i feel like we got most of it um to find you uh go to so <laughs> go when it comes to Facebook, it's Marley Narita Averett. The audio gets a bit jarbled after this because we start moving around uh, and I wasn't able to accurately collect that. Marley is available on Instagram under the same name. Uh, I will be using her contact card as the placard for this episode. Thanks you guys for listening. Cue the music. Musical clips come from Aesop Rock's The Blob, which you can get for free on Rhymesayers Entertainment. It's a great half hour. Uh, Recyclables was researched, produced, and edited by Patrick Thomas Perkins. That means when it sounds weird, it's my fault. But when it sounds great, it's because the patrons. Thank you, patrons, very much for supporting this show. I love you. I'm not even gonna bother. Pause. I don't. Pay, I don't pause this for us. Don't worry. You're fine. This, the, the, that's how editing works. Is it... <laughs> what's gonna happen is there's gonna be credits, and then afterwards there's gonna be that. No, just the. They're not gonna know what it is. There's always a random. Oh, they're gonna know. It could be me. There's always. I'm a... gonna know. Okay. There's always a random thing. Thank you for picking up Recyclables today. Donations to the ACAST streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks.